Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Like we always do about this time. I was gonna rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their claws. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode number 26. Like I used to say, uh, Viente uh, Siete? Viente y Siente. Siete. That's uh, 26. That's 26 in Spanish for y'all uneducated folks. No, I'm just playing. I did, I think last year uh, when I did, uh, when I was doing my podcast, I think I went almost every episode and I did the, uh, the numbers in Spanish. So shout out to season five of the Beat podcast. Y'all can catch that on Spotify or wherever you find your podcast. Uh, back again, man, in the off season edition, I decided to bring some, uh, homies back in the building this evening. Um, I got my homie Nia and my homie Malik back to talk about their podcast and just kick it with me for a little bit look man it's not much hawks basketball going on right now not much going on with training camp and stuff i think they opened the training camp i mean they opened up the facility but it's not much hawks news going on so hey i was like hey i'm gonna take this time and kick it with my homies and so each week i've been bringing on folk that i like to kick it with and uh that's just how we're gonna do it so (laughs) Uh, Liam Malik, welcome, welcome back to the show. I appreciate y'all. Oh, that's man. good. Thank you Thank for, you having, for us having us back. No right. doubt. Now, the last time uh, y'all was in here, uh, of course, we had, was with the group uh, with Jamelia and, and Yakira. We had a bomb. We had a great yeah. time. But I really wanted to come on and talk about y'all's new baby. Y'all, y'all had a baby since we. Oh uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> y'all have had a baby since we had since we've had y'all last. A lot and the of baby, hard of work. course, yeah. and the baby. Yeah. The process. <laughs> hard work. And the process. baby, of course, is the uh in the clutch podcast, of course, with uh mm-hmm. Neil Malik. You guys are what, four episodes deep now? Yeah. Yeah, we four deep. Episode we four. four deep now. Episode four right. dropped four today. Deep, man. Yep, it dropped four today. You're right, yep. <laughs> make sure you, you do make sure you keep track of them joints man because sometimes man you'd be like man how many podcasts did i get <laughs> yeah and, for uh, real yeah I, I, I don't know if you guys have done this yet because you, you you've only got four under your belt have you ever mm-hmm. since you guys do all of your production and you do all that other stuff have you ever put out a pod and had the wrong name on it like the wrong name or misspelled the name or had the wrong date yet have you done that yet um not yet i don't think not so yet. I, it's I coming. think as far as <laughs> as far as promoting, I think 
the last episode, I, I spelled the dude's name wrong, and I didn't notice until like two hours later. I was like, oh, <gasps> shoot. So I had I to delete. I had to, yeah, I said Johnson instead of Johnston. I put it oh. on Twitter. Yeah, and I didn't notice oh. until I went back. I was like, oh, shoot. I didn't notice that either. Good luck. It's the small <laughs> things, I swear. <laughs> it's the small thing you just don't see. We try to so, figure it out. <laughs> I, I've done that to the point that, well, I've already, like, I've done the editing and I've done everything and I've put out the podcast. There have been times I've had the wrong date, like I've had the wrong number. It'd be like podcast number, like, 24. And, like, my last podcast was 24. And it would just be like, oh, man, I can't, like. And then you got to go back and edit it. Uh, one time, yeah, the podcast that it. we did together, I had, I don't know if, like, you know, because sometimes autocorrect be hating. I, like, spelled Jamelia's yeah. name wrong in the thing. And I was like, oh, man, I had to go back and edit that. So let me tell you, it's coming. But just just relax. It'll be all right. Just go back and fix yeah. it. And, yeah, uh, fix it. <laughs> it's going to be all right. <laughs> Um, hey, that's the humbling part, though. That's the humbling part about it. The grind, the grind. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Talk to me a little bit about the creation and, and the humble beginnings and the ideas and, and the brainstorming thoughts. Like, take me back to the genesis of the In The Clutch podcast of when it was just a, a, a twinkle in both your eyes. Oh, man. Throwback Thursday. <laughs> Look, Boy, when I first I'm met when I first met Malik at Crush, I was so, I was just like, wow, like, this is, this is the homie, you know, like, this is yeah. somebody I would want to start something with, just off of his character, his knowledge, uh, the energy he brings and stuff like that, so, I think, oh, man, was, yeah. oh please, you my dog, Malik, please, you know, please, <laughs> I didn't mean to get deep on y'all, but that's the backstory to how I saw it when I first when Hold on, let me get my producer to give him a, a, a piece of paper to, cl- to, to wipe the tear from his eyes. Oh, you know, man, please, please, yeah, please yeah. cut, cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so I don't know. I was just like, what if, What happened, Malik? I don't even remember. Was it like last summer or something like that? Yeah. We've been like talking about every, it for a while. Every week, like after the crush show, we would just sit outside mm-hmm. and just be like, we, we need to do something. You feel me? Like, yeah. we need to put out something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then it took us a minute. Fourteen came. Yeah, it took. Yeah, it took a minute. It's it took a year. It I would say it took about a year. Yeah, <laughs> our schedules were never like parallel at all. Like yeah. I was working late. You know, we were covering Hawks Dream, all that good stuff. So yeah. I think during this time we've had more time to just sit and think and um, put all our what we talked about in the works now. So it's been a process. Shout out to quarantine, man. Yeah. Quarantine, quarantine helped us. You know, a lot of people, I know a lot of people have been negative about it. Like, oh man, but I mean, you can get a lot of stuff out of just like, not just chilling, honestly. Like think of some yeah. new ideas and that's what we did. We just, it all started with buying the mic, honestly. That's what it, all we yeah. did was start, it started with the mic. And then we were like, we bought the mic, so shoot, we not finna let this money go to waste. So every 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 day, every week, we was like, all right, we gonna have a deadline. We gonna think of the name. We yeah. took us a minute to think of the name of yeah. just a name. It took us yeah. a while. Yeah. And then we had to think of the segment names and then what we're gonna talk about. So it about two two months, just all of that, and then we just popped it off. Yeah. Talk and a little bit about like, <laughs> oh. talk a little bit about the, the, the genesis even before that the, the time uh, uh, when you guys were working together at the crush you know shout out to Malik shout out to Glaze I mean mm-hmm. talk about your experience yeah. and like what you guys learned from those two guys and like those guys are like low key Atlanta legends like yes. everybody right. in the city and and everybody in the city knows Malik and Glaze you know and those two guys I mean I've learned a lot from those two guys man. Two right. of the most gracious guys ever, man. Exactly. For them to take, for them to, you know, for you guys to come up under their wing and to observe them and watch them. Talk a little bit about the crush experience. Yeah, uh, I joined like probably two years ago, I think. And when I first walked in, all I could, they were just like genuine, like real happy dudes. Like, and they, they just love talking about sports. And one thing I got from them, it was just like, you know, all these other sports shows and talk shows, 
the only thing to talk about was LeBron, 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 <laughs> Jordan, LeBron, Jordan. And they always told me like, don't do that. You feel me? Like every show does that. We have, you got to think outside the box and just watching them just come up with different segments, like, and like restrain from even talking about those big debates that everybody always talks about on like first take and whatnot. It was pretty cool. And it just made me think like, you know, you could do this. You got to go outside the box. Definitely. Because like sports talk in Atlanta is the best sports talk in Atlanta. It's not even on the FM dial. Like I think about the folks that are kind of like in our circle, like they should be on FM dials getting FM checks, like, you know, glaze and, Right. Uh, you know, uh, Maceo and uh, Don and Acid. Mm-hmm. I mean, Asa, them guys have been, going, have been doing it for, for a long time, knowledgeable about the right. game, can talk sports. And there's so much. I don't even listen to sports talk in Atlanta. Very, I've, I listen to very few sports talk in Atlanta. And it's just, I mean, there's so many people with talent that are that should that need bigger platforms, man. So, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know where, where the end is for you guys, man, but keep pushing, man, keep doing that thing, man, because, um, there's talent out there. You just got to put it out there. Just don't be scared about it, you know? Yeah. Talk a little they, bit about, talk a little bit about, like, the process of going into, like, that first episode. Like, were you nervous or were you just like, okay, man, we ready for this? Like, talk about the process going into episode one. We just, we just did it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's really it was, good. it was one of those things where we just like, all right, here it is, you know? Um, right. We, we thought it out, but like, of course we learned, we learned something new after every episode, something new mm-hmm. that we can do better and stuff like that. Um, but we, our vision was to get it on Zoom because we eventually wanted to move over to just doing like a visual and an audio kind of thing. Um, but of mm-hmm. course with quarantine going on, there's no studios or anywhere, or we can't meet up at each other's houses and record and stuff like that. So we decided to try Zoom. And um, been our best started friend. with Zoom. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we've learned a lot about Zoom. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, from there, uh, we we wanted to dedicate it because this was the day we recorded it was the day Views had came out. It came out uh, in 2016. So it was like, what, the four-year anniversary? Yeah. And uh, we dedicated to that. So Malik had this bright idea of thinking like, hey, like, let's every intro, our segment intro with the music behind it will have views. So here we go. We're trying to upload it on YouTube and we had some issues. Copyright so, issues. <laughs> yeah. Haters. The good old right right, man. It's just like we're trying to pay homage, you know? But Yeah. <laughs> and what bothered me was that we used about four songs and the copyright only caught the end of the show. Yeah. Only seconds of the show. And that's what made, I was yeah. like, yo, I didn't already play three Drake songs. Why are you, why you got to kill the outro? So I'm yeah. like, man, whatever, whatever. But oh, we still man. had the audio. So we put the audio on uh, on uh, Anchor and then, you know, that yeah. just goes out. And shout out yeah. to you for helping us to figure yeah. out, you know, how to get them on different platforms at the same time. Yeah. That's clutch, man, getting it on different platforms because I'm old enough to remember, like, you, if you wanted to, like, have your stuff on multiple platforms, you had to go to those multiple platforms and, like, submit, like, your upload, submit your RSS. Mm-hmm. It was a pain in the butt, dog. Like, it was man. a pain in the butt. So once Anchor came along, I was like, yo, like, y'all going to do this for me? Like, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, that's that's yeah. good. <laughs> Now you guys do the audio and the visual concepts. Do you guys split who does editing for the audio and the video, or does this Nia do all the work? <laughs> so, so, so I know I edited the first one, and she's edited the last couple ones, and I was like, yeah, she she got it. Like, cause the first <laughs> nobody nobody's seen the first one, but it's pretty it's pretty plain. But she really like she really went in on them, and then she thought of the idea like. She does the editing and I just handle the social media. So we trying to team it up with that. Yeah. 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 A balance. That's good, man. Because like, I've never had that like issue because I'm so maniacal about how my stuff looks, you know, 
and that's probably me. I don't know if that's like a, a, a flaw in my character, but I've, I've always just been kind of a solo operation uh, aside from when I had the radio show, but it's different when you have your name on it, right? So like when you have your name on it, I know Nia, if you're doing all the editing, there's been plenty of nights that you were up to like one, 2 a.m. in the morning, like, <laughs> man, this doesn't look right. Like trying to get like the smallest little detail and an average person will walk by and be like, yo, like, it looks good. It's good. No, it's gotta be it's, like yeah, this. Yeah. So like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely, I deal with that every episode. Um, this episode, not so much, but woo, it's those little <laughs> ones too. Those little, little problems that yeah. really just piss you off, you know? <laughs> but yeah. yes, I can attest to that. So when do you guys when do you guys record and when do you guys try to have it published? Do you guys have like a set time and a set date or anything or how, how do y'all what's y'all schedule? So we um we record on Mondays and then after that uh we just give each other enough time to you know do everything. Uh Nia she gets done pretty fast, so she's usually done by Wednesday. What? Man, what it, it don't take you that long to edit. It don't. It used to though. Oh my gosh, it's taking me hours to edit. Thank you for that. That's a compliment. Continue. So yeah, so she's usually done by uh, Wednesday, and then you know we like to drop snippets or whatever uh, before before like the episode drops. So she'll send me some snippets. That's key. And then, yeah, I'll put them on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and then we always at Thursday at twelve. That's when everything drops. So YouTube. Yeah. Spotify, Anchor, all that just drops. That's good. That's good. 12 p.m. Um, 12 p.m. 12 p.m. 12 p.m. Thursday. That's good. And uh, for you, for all of you young podcasters that are listening or watching, consistency is key. If you're looking to build a podcast, looking to build a brand, your listeners want to know that every day at this time, this is to be expected. I don't know why it is. But that's just how it is, you know. Mm -hmm. The more consistent you are with the drop date, it makes it easier to build your audience. Because when I first started, I had nobody schooling me. I was dropping that thing like, hey, man, all right, next podcast is going to be when we're going to get to it. You know what I mean? It may be in a week. It may be in two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Because I was working a full-time job. But Mm -hmm. I realized the importance of weekly. Look, this is going to drop. I don't care if it's a 10-minute podcast of you reading a stat sheet. If, it, if it's going to drop on Wednesday at 12 o'clock, it needs to drop Wednesday drop. at 12 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. This segment is brought to us by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry shipped quickly to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. You can get the Tillman's Trinkets and Things from our website, thehawksbeat.com. Just click on their banner, Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Shout out to our guy, Jonathan. He's done great work. He's made pieces for my daughter, for my son, for myself. Check out the folks over at Tillman's Trinkets and Things. So kudos to you guys. Nia, talk a little bit about, you know, you've had a lot of experience, you know, working with NBA TV and uh, doing 11 Alive and all that stuff. Talk about how all of that has helped you when, you know, on this project, you're like, yo, your editing used to take me hours, but now I boom, 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 I'm in and out of that mud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just having those opportunities to be able to um, be challenged with my editing, working with different softwares and stuff like that. And I'm also self-taught. Sometimes I just hop on YouTube. Um, Shout out to Alabama State for having Adobe Premiere. So um, I just learned over, over the years, it really started with my professors, you know, challenging me especially my senior year, um, I took advanced TV production. And so my professor every week, it was always something, it was always something. And I've always been kind of, I guess you can say a creative. I kind of think outside of the box, Mm -hmm. like what can I do that's gonna make me stand out from everybody else? Or what can I do to just add, like that I care behind my projects that I put out? So it started from Alabama State and then just having all of those experiences with my internships and opportunities, of course, with NBA TV and CNN Sports. Um, we use Adobe Premiere. And so just being efficient, being precise, making sure that you catch little things, because I have to remember that this is going to be on television. Like it's going on national television. So 
having my supervisors over my head like hey that's a flash frame fix it now i'm you know training myself to think that way and so whenever i go back to work i'm fine um but yeah. no it's helped me with the podcast it's helped me with my opportunities right now and yeah dope man dope do you guys uh listen to your podcast um and, and like critique yourselves or how was that whole critiquing aspect of it or do you just put it out there and just let it go like what because there's two types of people like what what type are you guys uh i honestly don't like li i don't like listening to myself talk so <laughs> it's it's kind of been hard for me even to listen to them but i think one of the big things for me my friends actually listen to them and they've let me know like certain things that i can that i can improve on so I've been improving on that probably every episode, but yeah, I don't like hearing myself talk. But just, I mean, we, I know we got some content now, so I'm like, yeah, I might as well listen to it. Like, it's some good stuff. <laughs> I <Yeah>. listen to it. <laughs> what, yeah. think, what, 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 what category do you fall into, Nia? Uh, I'm, I'm a little of both. Like, I really be, I listen to it to critique myself. Like, girl, you could have said this instead of that. That's just me. Um, but I also do send it to, you know, people that I trust, mentors, stuff like that, or just say, hey, do you mind checking this out? Critique me on this episode whenever you have a chance to listen or watch. Um, tell me what I could have done better. I also get some opinions from some of my friends that I trust. Um, I'll even ask Malik sometimes, like, hey, you know, did I say this wrong? Did I, you know, just yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> but I do critique myself, and I cannot stand to listen to myself. Man. I just, I can't. I hate That's crazy it. how a lot of people are like that. Like, I'm not mm. like that. I listen to all my podcasts several, several times over sometimes. Like, I don't know about oh, like, it. Like, my, my, my voice don't bother me. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, again, it goes back to, like, I'm so maniacal about, like, getting it right. Like, mm -hmm. to the point of, like, how are my transitions? Like, how am I moving from one subject to the next? Like, did I sound stupid? Did I stutter? Like, was it smooth? Was it not smooth? It, do I say um a lot? Because like, let me tell you something. My mother is a retired English teacher. And if you want honesty, <laughs> you ask that lady. She will rip your podcast up into pieces. <laughs> like, and she'll do it with love, so you can't really take offense to it. She'd be like, you know what? You say um a lot when you're, when you're searching for things to say. So all last season, I would listen to my podcast and say, how many times did I say um? Because mm. I'd be like, um, yeah. And I didn't realize how much I was saying it until she pointed mm. it out. But mm. it's good that you both listen to it on occasion. Um, because I always tell people this when they're, when they're starting podcasts. Look, man, if you ain't going to listen to your podcast, it makes other people going to listen to it. You know, so mm. right. I always check for that for like that. Listen, I don't even know if this is a word, but listener uh you know listener availability i don't know like you know <laughs> if you don't listen to it then you know no one else gonna listen to right. it right yeah. that's dope um yeah i want to shift lanes a little bit we were talking about this kind of before the pod started and we're moving from the podcast to uh one of the things that you guys talked about i think it was in episode three was about the last dance uh documentary um everybody watched it everybody watched it because we ain't had nothing else to do <laughs> what's crazy is and we talked about it a little bit before the show now and i just read some articles before now you're getting some of the teammates from uh michael jordan coming out and saying hey man you did scotty wrong in that doc i didn't agree with how trade mainly horace grant uh craig hodges has something to say even bill cotwright has something to say uh there there was a report that scotty pippen was upset about his portrayal in it what are you guys starting to think about the backlash that's coming after the the whole doc ended because after it ended we was all standing up in the blood well, yeah we was happy <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know it's it's crazy because i think i know scotty did i heard scotty did come out with something i know horace grant came out with something too but it's why i remember asking Nia. i think maybe two episodes ago is scotty pippen a bad teammate like because the way they were just painting the picture of him, it just seemed like he wasn't for the team, you know, sitting out those uh that first couple of games in the season. And then just when Jordan wasn't even playing that year, you know, that la those last couple of seconds against the Knicks, he was like, no, I'm not going in. And then 
the back the back thing he didn't play really but he came back but it's just like I mean what can you say <laughs> yeah what can you say yeah 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 I, I guess I'm seeing Jordan. it from yeah and I'm seeing it from that angle like he told it from his angle but also, oh, now that I'm looking back on it, yeah. And there's a lot of things that he controlled about that documentary. You know, a lot of things that he wanted to maybe cut out. Obviously, in my opinion, you know, he had to trust the director and he probably said, I don't want this in there. I don't want this person. I don't want this person to say this. So I see it from that side is that he was able to control the narrative. And of course, we're going to think like, oh my gosh, this is Michael Jordan. Of course, we're going to listen to Michael Jordan. Yeah. So, he, like, if, if if somebody is credible, it's got to be Mike because he made those cool commercials. Exactly. <laughs> right. Because he's like, impacted you know. our community. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing to me, the crazy thing to me was, like, it was almost like, okay, after the doc came out, like, we were so excited that we even had sports to look at. It was right. like there was never any moment, and it, it just feels like now we've had like a moment to breathe and like really look back. And now we're looking back on it. You're like, yo, Mike really came at that joint looking like an angel unscathed. And it's like, I don't know if have you, if you guys have ever seen the movie, uh, usual suspects, right. Where, uh, at the end of the movie, like the whole plot line is just revealed of who, who the, uh, the bad guy was. And now you're looking back and, and I'm replaying all of these stories that Mike told in the doc. Yeah, they was all doing drugs in the hotel room. But not me. I opened the door and I walked out. Right. These yeah. five niggas. These five niggas brought me some pizza, and I ate it. And I got I got sick, but you know, and so it was just very interesting how like all of these narratives are like okay. He even tried to like cover up the gambling thing. Yeah. I didn't know anything about the gambling thing, but he made it seem like you know. Like, I mean, I'm fine, you know. I can go out late at night. I'm still gonna hoop the next the next day. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't have a gambling problem. I have a yeah. competition problem. What? Yeah, that's oh true. So that is so true. About the gambling, right? Every everything there was like no, there was no like. And now that you're looking about it, when you when you look back on it, if you're telling an authentic story, there has to be like some flaws or some pitfalls. Like the only pitfalls in the thing was when his pops died, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. even that wasn't really on MJ, that wasn't on him, you know? Mm. And so he really smoothed out that whole gambling thing. I thought he threw his teammates under the bus more than once, but it's funny because like the Jordan community, like you can't say nothing about Mike, man, because those folks don't come guns a blazing. For sure, <laughs> can't say nothing about Mike without saying something about, uh. LeBron, that's all this was about about every Sunday. MJ versus LeBron. Oh, MJ go got away again. with this? LeBron now wouldn't do come on now. Like I'm like, oh good. here we go. Here we go. Yeah, and I I think you both follow me on Facebook, man. I, I put out a, a a statement the other day to try to get like Kobe and MJ and the LeBron fans all fighting together. I was like <laughs> I was <laughs> like, yeah, MJ, like all his his superstars he beat was over what they was uh over the hill. I was like, Brian ain't gonna win no rings, and Kobe only led Kobe only led his his team in scoring in two of the five championships. <laughs> I just be trying to start stuff. Oh, he trying to start a pot, <laughs> and everybody just ran like, <laughs> like seventy comments later, folks are in there throwing stats at each other. Like, uh, man, I'm sitting around just watching the whole thing. But uh, yeah, that's the kind of jerk I am, man. But. It was still a good doc. Where does it? Where does the doc rank for you guys as far as like documentaries that you guys have seen? Like, where does it rank for you guys? Shoot, I'm I'm not. I don't really watch documentaries a lot. I watch okay. a couple, but that was probably the best one I've seen. Probably, probably one of the best thing I've watched since all this quarantine stuff happened. Like, probably the you're best thing I've watched. The, uh, you haven't. You're not a fan of the the thirty for thirties. You're not. You're not down with the thirty uh, for thirties. I've seen. I've seen a couple thirty for thirties, but. I just this one this doc is just like it was it was for five Sundays and it was just it just lasted a while. Yeah. Look, I'm the complete opposite. I love documentaries, so I'm trying to see it from like beginning to end. Like, ooh, I like the angle. I like the shot that he got there. I like how he came into this scene. Like, I 
I don't know. You why. look at it with a different eye. You're like me. Yeah, You're I do. Like, like I love documentaries. Like I love sports documentaries. But this one in particular, I like the way it was directed. You know, um, but also it made us. Now we're thinking a couple of days later after it's ended. Now we're thinking like, wow, we're thinking so much about the documentary that we didn't even realize at that moment that. Not saying he was a bad person, but we've seen his flaws. We've seen who he really is for a person. So it really told the story despite things being cut out. But I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was excellent. I still was entertained. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I, I still think it was a really uh, top-notch documentary, man. Like I'm like mm -hmm. you, Nia. I love documentaries. Yes. Um, my favorite documentary, again, I, I say all the time, is still the OJ doc. Um, mainly because I lived it and the the depth of that documentary of how it told a story of you, you hit class, you hit racism, you hit money, you hit America and he put it all in the one big pile and he made it make sense and you have this African American who is African American and he isn't even beloved in his own community until he is accused of murder. It was just a yeah. Yeah, I gotta find the OJ doc. I gotta go watch it again. Man. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Ezra, Ezra Elderman, director, amazing director. I look up to him. I love all of his work. Excellent. I tell Malik, Malik, watch it. Please watch it. <laughs> Malik, you haven't seen the OJ doc? Jeff Kiss, man. Uh, I've seen, I've seen like maybe, I know I looked up at my TV one time and it was on, and I just like look back down. <laughs> you gotta watch it. Man. You gotta watch it, man. From well, it was five parts, right, Nia? Yeah, it, yeah, five parts. Five oh my parts. gosh. You gotta watch it. Now, you're look, gonna feel you're every gonna emotion. Mm -hmm. You're gonna feel depressed. Yes. But that's oh, the man. point of a good documentary. Man. Oh, man. Lock you in. And I mean, it's storytelling at its best. And I think yes. that as journalists, and for me, mm -hmm. when those who mm -hmm. gather content, like that is my inspiration to gather Amen. content, to whether I'm doing a podcast or writing an article, my job is to tell a story. Mm. And that's why I'm huge on storytelling in documentaries. Yeah. Shout, out to, um, shout out to Rashad in the chat. Talk about some LeBron is not top five all time. Oh, my <laughs> uh, to get out, man. Uh, <laughs> Rashad <yeah>. always trolling. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my guy, Rashad. I try, I've been trying to get Rashad on the podcast for so long, man. But his schedule is just so crazy. I've been trying to get him and my guy, Eric, on. But uh, we're not about it. So top five. Uh, top five ball players. It just bothers the debate. Uh, who are you guys your top five? You can give me your top five in, in, in order. You can just give them to me in a group. You got to give me five. You don't have to give them to me in order. Who are your top five? Are we talking about current or just – just however you want to do it, however you want to do it. All right. No, no, no. Let's, let's not do current. Let's do, let's do like the whole span from like from George Mikan to like, you know, James Harden, like from everything. Like, give me your top five. Mm. This segment is brought to us by a welltogetherman.com. Make sure you check out OWellTogetherMan.com. It is a website for men that deals with grooming, fashion, entrepreneurship, and fitness. They're good friends of the Hawks Beach. Shout out to our guy, Rufus Addison. They do a great job over there. Make sure you stop by today at WellTogetherMan.com and be one of those men who are leaders, not followers, men who take care of themselves, and men that have some self-respect. Shout out once again to OWellTogetherMan.com. Somebody asked, I had an argument. Well, not an argument, but somebody asked me today at work about my top five in each position, and I went, I went MJ at point guard, not MJ, uh, Michael, Mike, Mike, Magic Johnson at point guard, mm -hmm. Magic Johnson point guard, or Michael Jordan shooting guard. I went LeBron at small forward. I went Shaq at center, and I, I'm still, I don't know really what to do at power forward because after watching this series this uh documentary i didn't know Carl malone was like that i really didn't know he was that good and then you got tim duncan but uh, that 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 four spot really killing me 
But I might, I might have to go with Tim Duncan. I think I'm gonna go with Tim. I think that's a safe answer. That'll be smart. <laughs> and and that's my let me idea. let me be clear. Nice like I say I am an unabashed Carl Malone hater. I cannot stand that man. <laughs> oh, so you, I know you were enjoying Twitter this weekend. Oh yeah, uh, it was a circus. It. Sure. Oh, so, it was a circus. I don't know if you guys know the backstory of Carl Malone or all the off the court stuff you don't got into. Uh, but yeah, it ain't good, bro. Like, I think Jamel Hill wrote that piece. I don't know when she wrote it. It was years ago, and I still have it saved up. If you if you Google Jamel Hill Carl Malone, it'll still pop up on the ESPN two page. It's still a hot link wow. where she talks about him getting a him getting like a thirteen year old pregnant and how he's like uh, not not uh, you know not recognizing his kids to be his. He didn't want to pay like like one hundred and fifty dollars for like child like it is utterly mm-hmm. disgusting the stuff that is in that piece yeah. and like. It's just, yeah. So, Carl yeah. Malone, uh, nah, gee. Uh, yeah. Give me your five, man. Give me your five. Let's see. Hmm. I'm going with Magic. I can't believe you've never thought about this before. Like, I was just, like, not because, man, all of the like... debate we've had. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to go with Magic. I'm going to go with Kobe. Okay. Mm. Now you are un- you are unapologetic Kobe Stan, right? So you know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where where that but, is? Where that with But pride? mainly, I'm not even gonna mention the other person because then you know I know Malik's gonna have something to say because he knows who else is my favorite player. <laughs> but we're not gonna even put him in there. Oh, Anyways, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go with KG. Five, but okay. KG. Oh. KG was one of my favorites. I wore number 21. Um, not my, my AAU jersey was 33, but 21. I wore that all throughout high school. Also, he's just an inspiration to me. VC, uh, love VC. VC is actually from uh, my family's hometown of Daytona Beach, Florida. So um, it's just amazing to see what he's done. And I've known about him since I was a kid. So growing up, just watching him. Um, definitely, definitely Vince Carter. Uh, and this is when it gets tricky because I want to choose wisely. <laughs> Big Diesel, man, come on now, you know this. I'm Jack going. Did I say LeBron? Did I say LeBron? LeBron. You say okay. Now you say Bron. Bron. There we go. Bron. Uh, Rashad put his five in there. He said Jordan, Kareem, Walt, Russell. Mm. Good five. You know, here's yeah. my thing. I always say with people give out their top five. Whatever top five you have, it's not wrong. <laughs> like, it's, it's not yours. wrong. Like, it's yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's yours. You know, if you pick five folks that you like, it's your five, right? Um, yeah, man. So, I, I, I hate the debate of Jordan and LeBron. I, I hate it because it's, it's impossible to have. It is impossible yeah. to have because yeah. it's like giving your kids in school a test and there not being no na- no answer key, right? So, like, yeah. what's the answer key? What are we grading them on? Like, you, right. know, you can't just grade them on rings alone because you can't do that because it's a team sport. You can't – there's so many – There's the, the gray area overlaps almost in the accomplishment. So, it's like there's no there's no way you can really grade it. Um, my five, just for the sake of throwing it out there, uh, of course, you got to have Magic in there. You got Magic, MJ, I go Braun. Uh, Kareem, and I applied those Shaq in there. Uh, depending on the day, Kobe can get that. Uh, I, 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 three days out of the week, I'm gonna give it to Shaq. The other, the other, uh, the rest of the week, I'll give it to Kobe. Yeah, because so. if <laughs> yeah. If you That's go real. back and look, if you go back and look at those numbers that Shaq put up Crazy. in those first three finals, they look like PlayStation numbers. Like Shaq. <laughs> really was that dude like mm-hmm. he was like that you know how like wilt dominated when like all the guys were like six four six five whatever and he dominated and he does he never has to apologize for that Shaq right. dominated in an era where there was legit centers like patrick ewing and elijah on and, and big dudes like yeah Shaq will always be that dude to me man and for like sure. 
he did it with maybe like 60% effort. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think, didn't he say he barely even worked out? He was hey, like, yeah, I could have worked harder, but like, I didn't. Like, you're almost doing like 40 and 20 a game anyway. So it's just like, it's crazy. Right. Uh, let's move a little bit, and, and I'm coming to a close, man. But I want to I examine a little bit about the landscape of Atlanta sports. Uh, this is the Hawks Week podcast, so I'll ask you just a brief question or two about the Hawks and we'll kind of make our way around. Um, my dog just came in my came in my room like, yo, man, like, why are you shutting the door? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Atlanta Hawks, everybody's really expecting playoffs next year for this team. Uh, we've seen the development of Trey Young. Uh, we've seen what this team could be like without John Collins. Uh, you got some nice draft picks and Cam Reddish and – uh, DeAndre Hunter, it looks like for the most part next year, they're going to have a lot of the core under under their salary. And this year they got another high draft pick and they're going to have plenty of money to spend. What would you guys like to see added to this Hawks team for next year? Because everyone's expecting playoffs. Mm, I would say they need somebody behind Trey Young because he can't play 40 minutes every night. Like, you know, you, you know that. <laughs> I can't. They're gonna they gonna kill me. But I mean it's true. You can't you can't expect him to play 40 a night. I mean, he loves to play, I understand that, but at the same time, he needs rest. And the past couple of Brendan Goodwin has been solid for them as back as a backup. Jeff Teague was uh when they traded for him too, he he had his up and downs. But you know, he I think towards the end of the uh when all this kind of ended, I think he was really picking it up, but I think they really need like a solid backup point guard behind Trey Young if they want to they want to make some noise. Yeah, what do you think, I, agree. I agree. They um I remember I said this on the last show. They don't have that person with that dog mentality yet, and they need to go get that dog. I don't know who it's gonna be, but I don't know. Um, I feel like they have some really good pieces uh, with Trey, without Collins or with Collins. Um, but. They need somebody to back him up. I don't want Trey to burn himself out, you know, yeah, just speaking definitely. from a realistic standpoint. And I don't think people really understand that, yes, he is a great player, but he's a young guy. And eventually he's going to get tired, you know, because I'm dropping 40-something a night and nobody else is backing me up. Man, look, let me tell you something. Don't tell Hawks Twitter that, man, because everyone some nights, man, I'll be, uh, I'll, be, I'll be having my Lloyd Pierce cape on and I'll be <laughs> like, folks be going in. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, man, Lloyd Pierce, what the hell is he doing with these lineups he's putting out there? Yeah. What do you mean with lineups he's putting out there? Like, what do you want him to do when Trey goes out the game? Like, yeah. what, do you want, what do you want him to do? Who is the shooter that is on the bench that is not getting playing time? Like, exactly. let me know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, that, it's going to be interesting. But I'm looking forward to next year. I really – I believe in Travis Schlink, and I, I'm a big fan of Lloyd Pierce as well. I said many times, so I think the future is bright for the Hawks um, going into next year. Um, so for the Falcons, I know Malik, you did a lot of the Falcons coverage uh, with the draft and everything. Uh, what are your thoughts going into next year, man? You got uh, you got a new guy, a new gunslinger in town, and, and Tom Brady. Shout out to my my beloved Buccaneers. Uh, he's going to be throwing it now, so. Uh, who, I don't know who, who they got in Carolina now. Who, who took uh, care? They got Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, so they got Bridgewater. So yeah. he, he's he's a he's a pro quarterback. He's yeah. made some throws. What are your thoughts on this Falcons team going into next year? Um, honestly, it's all about consistency. When they can't do what they did last year, go one and seven in the first half, and then try to up things up and go six and two the rest of the season. So, and this is Dan, this is possibly do or die for Dan Quinn. So. If they want, they if he want to keep his job, he has to he has to get these guys together right now. And I know I uh, did a little one on one with one of the people that write for uh, write for Sports Illustrated with us. And yesterday we were talking about if this shortened off season is going to be an advantage or a disadvantage for the Falcons. And I said it's a disadvantage so far because people you brought you signed Ty Gurley, but your offensive coordinator comes out two weeks ago and says, we don't even know if he's healthy or not. Like, we don't know where we're going to get out of him. So, it was like... That's that good. At this point in the season, it's like, are you serious? You don't know anything about this guy? So, 
it's a it's honestly it's a lot of question marks for me. Just a whole bunch of question marks. You don't know what you're gonna get out of this team because one one game they they surprise you and the next game you're just like, Oh, this is the team we've seen for the past couple of years. I'm not surprised. So Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. man, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun. Uh Neil, you got anything to say on the Falcons? Hey. Malik said it all. <laughs> what, these, what you get? I'm just right. my eyes, man. I... The, the sports landscape is funny in Atlanta because the team that brought us the championship, the the um, the Atlanta uh, United, United uh, yeah, Atlanta United. I don't really know much about it. When I have my radio show uh, with my guys uh, Bob and uh, ATL, who's a huge Atlanta United guy, uh, I don't know any nuts and bolts about it. But have you guys been to any of the games, man? The games. Are- yeah, I went to my first one. Uh, I went to the championship when they lost to, to Toronto FC, um, yeah. fall 19. That was crazy. And yeah, I had I never all the time, man. Like the Atlanta United games, man, those games are live because of yeah. the like folks don't realize like soccer is a worldwide sport, mm-hmm. and Atlanta is such mm-hmm. an international community. Mm-hmm. Like, Arthur Blank hit that one out of heart, man. He did. Like, he did, yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, that's a money maker right there. Man. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know no nuts and bolts about Atlanta United, man, but I can't wait to sports start, man. Cause I definitely want to try to get a good one of them games. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, not a stadium. That's not yeah, a yeah. stadium. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Last but not least, man, let's talk a little WNBA. And yeah, I know you, you're a little bit closer to that. Um, the Atlanta Dream is going to be weird. I hope the season starts. I uh, hope they're able to salvage the season for this year because it's supposed to already have started. It's going to be weird, weird to see the Atlanta Dream without Angel McCautry, even mm. though she last year. Uh, she signed some free agent deal with the Aces, and that team is – if she's yeah. like 50%, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what, do you think, what are your thoughts on the Dream and that turnover that they've had? Because they brought in a bunch of shooters now. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, this year we'll see a different. We'll see a different dream. Um, it'll be a new era. You know, a new era, I should say. Um, Angel did what she could for the city of Atlanta. She did what everything for Atlanta dreams. So um, I want to see her go on and and be happy and be a part of a team where she can, you know, possibly get a ring. Um, but as far as the dream, they're young. They're fierce. I mean, they're dangerous. And I really think they're going to be the sleeper team this year because. Um, you know, we just picked up Kaylani Brown. She's fresh. She's new. She's a rookie from um, L.A. You know, um, we got Courtney Williams. She's a dog. Courtney is a Rene- killer. She's a killer. Uh, she we got killer, Kennedy man. Carter. I mean, has anybody seen Kennedy Carter? Man. I mean, this yeah. girl can go. She's young. She's fresh. And who knows? She may be the face of the Atlanta dream um, in the next couple of years because I know she'll take um, Renee Montgomery. will pull her on, and I'm sure she'll mentor her and, she has a lot of good mentors around her, um, but overall, I think they're going to be pretty good. It's going to be a lot different and a lot better than last year for sure. I know that, um, but I'm excited to see. Unfortunately, I don't know what's the future for us in regards to covering them this season because from my understanding, I know that it will be a centralized location. That's what they're talking about as well. Um, so it, it'll definitely be a weird year, a new year for them, but a weird year for us in regards to fans and media and being able to just see them grow as a team. Yeah. Um, dream games are always fun to cover because you yeah. get so close yeah. to the – it's all, It's only like yeah. 70 all. <laughs> right. That's true. Right. And, That's and, true. And, Co- and Coach Nikki, man, like she's so honest. She's yeah. so cool coach. detailed in her answers. She's almost like, I don't know who's, who's better, her or Vince Carter. Like you ask them a yeah. question, and three minutes later, they still going to be talking about a mm-hmm. pick and roll that happened in the mm-hmm. third quarter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I'm a big fan of Coach Cullen, man. She came onto my radio show when I had it. Nice. And uh, I, I hope that the season can get started soon because I'm excited about what – I'm excited about just seeing what that dream team can do, man. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, fun times in Atlanta, man. Covering sports in Atlanta. Is, you can't I miss beat you guys. Them, I miss you cannot be covering sports in Atlanta, man. So, um, again, I just want to thank you guys for coming on with me, man. I just want to show you all some love, man. just want to encourage you all to keep doing what you're doing. You. Uh, you sound good, man. Keep the hustle up. Keep the grind up. I know y'all will. And uh, I appreciate y'all, man. Just let everybody know when you guys drop again, your social media, all that jazz, man. Go ahead and talk y'all stuff. Go ahead, Nia. Talk. Oh, no, nah, Nia. Talk your talk, man. No, nah, uh-uh. Oh. <laughs>
<laughs> Do all it. right, all right. In the Clutch Podcast with Nia Malik, dropping every Thursday at 12 p.m. You can catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Talk. Breaker, all Talk. that good stuff. At, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at In the Clutch Pod. In the Clutch Pod. We are bringing you your latest sports news, mu- music analysis. Everything's trending around the world, and we are fun and entertaining to listen to and watch in the Clutch no doubt, Podcast. Man, no doubt, man. Okay. Hey, friends of the Hawks Pod, Hawks Week Podcast, man. I appreciate y'all for coming through. It's all love, man. Y'all, y'all continue to be safe out here in these streets. Yes. Uh, what the governor says, man. Make sure you get your, your hands washed, man. Be careful where you tiptoe. And uh, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. No doubt. No doubt. Video's culture rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.